Hello, welcome to this quick review of the changes to the CAPM exam that are coming up in October 2022. Let's go over to PMI's website and learn a little bit more. It reads, while the PMBOK Guide 7th edition is now available, the CAPM exam is based on the PMBOK Guide 6th edition. Please continue using the PMBOK Guide 6th edition as your test preparation tool. More information can be found in the CAPM handbook. To learn more about upcoming changes to the CAPM exam, refer to the new exam content outline now available. Now, if you click on that, it takes you to this new CAPM content outline. So let's expand this and see what exactly it's all about. Going to the first page, you can see the changes are slated for October 2022. Moving through the document, you can see that the configuration of the exam has changed. It is now domain one, project management fundamentals and core concepts, 36% of the exam. Number two, predictive plan-based methodologies, just 17% of the exam. Adaptive frameworks methodologies, 20% of the exam. Adaptive frameworks refers to agile frameworks. And lastly, we have business analysis frameworks, 27% of the exam. So it's very heavily weighted in the core concepts. You can also see a preference to weigh adaptive methods heavier than predictive methods. You can also see the inclusion of business analysis as well. So this is a very different outline. As usual, in every outline, you have a domain, you have tasks, and you have enablers. The purpose of our studying today is to take a look at all of these domains one by one, take a look at the tasks in them, and further clarify if there are any differences or showstoppers for people who may have studied the PMBOK Guide 6th edition. All right, so let's get straight into it and immediately begin looking at the new CAPM exam content outline. Now we've taken the content and put it into a format that is easy to follow for educational purposes. So let's jump into a few PowerPoint slides here. The very first domain is project management fundamentals and core concepts, 36% of your exam. Task one is demonstrate an understanding of the various project life cycles and processes. They're looking for candidates to be able to distinguish between the three Ps, projects, programs, portfolios, and even between those and operations. Distinguish between predictive approaches and adaptive approaches. Distinguish between issues. An issue is a risk that has happened. It's a materialized risk. A risk is uncertainty that could happen. Assumptions, things that we consider to be true without proof, and constraints, things that could limit the project team's options. These are definitions you're expected to know. Reviews and critiques of project scope are expected. Apply project management code of ethics. That's the PMI code of ethics and professional conduct. And explain how a project can be a vehicle for change. The second task is demonstrate an understanding of project management planning. 
when you take a look at the intricacies in this, the first one is all about describing the purpose and the importance of what we know to be areas of knowledge, such as cost, quality, risk, schedule, and so on. Distinguish between the different deliverables of a project management plan versus a product management plan. This information is in the PMBOK Guide 7th edition, buried. Next is distinguish between a milestone and a task duration. A milestone is a zero duration event. A task is work being done that has duration. Determine the number and type of resources in a project. Use a risk register in a given situation. Use a stakeholder register and explain project closures and transitions. So the summary of task two is understand what it means to plan from all the different dimensions. Task three, demonstrate an understanding of project roles and responsibilities. Compare and contrast the roles and responsibilities of project managers and the project sponsor. What does a PM do that is different from what a sponsor does? Compare and contrast the roles and responsibilities of the project team and the project sponsor. Another way of asking this is, what does the team do that is different? Explain the importance of the role the project manager plays as initiator, negotiator, listener, coach, working member, and facilitator. Explain the differences between leadership and management and explain emotional intelligence and its impact on project management. Some of these, you'll find them very well covered in the sixth edition that is going away. The seventh edition has some of these topics, but not as clear. For example, the difference between leadership and management is so well covered in the sixth edition in chapter three. Next one, task four, determine how to follow and execute plan strategies or frameworks, communications, risk, and so on. Give examples of how it is appropriate to respond to a plan strategy or framework. Explain project initiation and benefit planning. In other words, planning your benefits. Benefits realization, you should be thinking about that. Next, it says demonstrate an understanding of common problem-solving tools and techniques. Next, it reads, evaluate the effectiveness of a meeting and explain the purpose of focus groups, stand-up meetings, brainstorming, and so on. And the purpose is really to get ahead in the product, to facilitate the meeting of the minds, and to get as much value and feedback early on as possible. Let's go into domain two. This is predictive plan-based methodologies. Predictive project management is the same as what we would call traditional or plan-based project management. This is 17% of this new exam. Task one, explain when it is appropriate to use a predictive plan-based approach. For this, you need to have good grasp of the STACY model, known as the STACY complexity model. The big broad steps here are identify the suitability of a predictive approach, determine the activities within each approach, give examples of typical activities within each approach, and distinguish the differences between various project components. So the first one says, identify the suitability of a predictive plan-based approach 
for the organizational structure. If the organizational structure is virtual, if it's a matrix structure, hierarchical, which mode would work best is really the question. And it differs on a case-by-case -case basis. Task two, demonstrate an understanding of a project management plan schedule. In other words, understand schedule management. So things like the critical path, schedule variance, the WBS, work packages, a quality management plan, and an integrated plan of schedule, cost scope, and things such as that, you need to have a grasp of that. Task three, determine how to document project controls of predictive plan-based projects. So you've got to know the right artifacts that are used in predictive, those that are used in this world for better grasp, better control of what is going on on the project. Just be aware that the way we manage in predictive is very different from agile. So this is making a demarcation on the CAPM exam between predictive and agile. Speaking of agile, that's our next one. Domain three, adaptive frameworks or methodologies. This is really like saying agile frameworks or methodologies. Three things in task one. Task one is explain when it is appropriate to use adaptive. So pros and cons of adaptive versus predictive. Page one, two, three in the agile practice guide has some great coverage to understand how to survey a company to better understand using a radar chart if they should be more agile or hybrid or even predictive. Identify the suitability of adaptive approaches for the organization, virtual, co-located, matrix structure, and so on, and identify organizational process assets and enterprise or environmental factors, they're calling them, that facilitate the use of adaptive approaches. So understand when the project or the environment necessitates an agile approach. For those of you just coming, we are taking a look at the CAPM exam content outline for October 2022 because the PMI have announced October 2022 changes are coming to the CAPM. So if you are thinking of taking the CAPM exam either right now, early 2022, or later on, I would advise you to go on down to projectmanagementdoctor.com and look for our CAPM course. If you got any questions, send an email to support at praiseon, P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N.com. And that's the site and the name of the channel as well. So when we take a look at our next task, it is unrelentingly agile. Determine how to plan project iterations, distinguish the logical units of iterations, interpret the pros and cons of the iteration, translate this WBS into an adaptive iteration, determine inputs for scope, and explain the importance of adaptive project tracking versus predictive plan-based tracking. Knowing the tools of the trade for adaptive is really where they're going here. Task three, determine how to document project controls for an adaptive project. Identify artifacts that are used in adaptive projects. So we're talking about things like burn down charts, burn up charts, information radiators, and things like that. 
All right. So far, my friends, you have been immersed into the CAPBEM exam. And in this domain that we're currently looking at, so much agile. That tells me you definitely need the agile practice guide for sure if you're studying for this new exam. All right, let's move on to task four. Explain the components of an adaptive plan. Distinguish between the components of different adaptive methodologies, Scrum, XP, Scaled Adaptive Framework, SAFE, Kanban, and so on. Task five, determine how to prepare and execute task management steps. Interpret success criteria of an adaptive project management task and prioritize tasks in adaptive project management. There's so many things we could talk about. We could talk about backlog refinement. We could talk about sprint planning and so on. So you really need to have your arms around the gamut of agile project management. All right, let's move on. And you do know PMI's Agile Practice Guide always gives you that agile flavor from a project management perspective. There's always that slant, so look out for that. All right, domain four, business analysis frameworks, 27% of this new exam. Task one, demonstrate that you understand business analysis and the roles and responsibilities that a BA would play. So distinguish between what the stakeholder does, the process owner, process manager, product manager, and so on. Outline the need four roles and responsibility. Why do you need to identify stakeholders in the first place? And differentiate between internal and external roles. Quite straightforward. Number two, determine how to conduct stakeholder communication. So you've got to recommend the most appropriate communication channel, tool, reporting, or presentation and then demonstrate why communication is important for business analysts between various teams, features, requirements, and so on. That awareness is important. Moving on to the next one, task three, determine how to gather requirements. Match tools to scenarios, user stories, use cases, and so on. Identify the requirements gathering approach for situation, how are we gonna collect requirements? in this situation. And explain a requirements traceability matrix or product backlog. That terminology of product backlog may be new to some folks, so wanna close any gaps there. Task four, demonstrate an understanding of product roadmaps. Again, technology that is a little bit unfamiliar to some folks. For example, there's certain tools we could use to create roadmaps. In fact, if you wanted to learn more about roadmaps, I'll just let you know this. We have full-on training that can coach you into this because I know some folks may not have looked into it and they may want to learn more for their real world. So just go on down to projectmanagementdoctor.com, scroll down, and you can find different pieces of training. we got product owner training, got user story mapping training, training in JIRA, 
So a lot of the things that you may not have encountered before, we've got training on them right here on praiseion.com. Okay, so I would recommend if you want to know more about the product roadmap, we also have a course on that as well for those folks that may not have as much agile exposure. All right, determine which components go to which releases. Again, very agile language. Task five, determine how project methodologies influence business analysis processes. The task here is determine the role of a business analyst in adaptive and or predictive or plan-based approaches. Last but not least, we have task six, validate requirements through product delivery. Define acceptance criteria. Determine if a project or product is ready for delivery based on a requirements traceability matrix or a product backlog. And that, my friends, is it. Over the past number of minutes, we've been taking a look at the CAPM exam, what has changed. I try to emphasize what has changed more than what you should know from an academic perspective. But if you need to take this new exam, you need to be on praiseion.com because in the passage of weeks and months, you will find the content for this new exam, okay? You'll be able to take quizzes, mock exams, see video that breaks this down, okay? So highly recommend, all right, checking out our channel. In fact, we're likely to have CAPM training for this syllabus pretty soon. So just be on the lookout, all right? I would highly recommend, even if you're taking the exam before October, still go on down to our website and look for what you can uh, get to prepare because we have a CAPM course. I'll show you that one more time as well. If you go to the projectmanagementdoctor.com site, you scroll down, Right there, you can see we've got a PMP slash CAPM exam with an Agile course. And this is 35 hours. So it goes pretty deep. If this sounds like something you want to do, go on down to praiseion.com. All right. Now, let's address the topic of how to use the books. Okay. How to use the books for the CAPM exam. Now, just judging by what PMI have shared in this content outline, it's very apparent that some of the content from the seventh edition will definitely be tested. So I would recommend this as a study guide or study aid. I would also recommend the Agile Practice Guide as an add-on because the amount of Agile in this book is very weak. It is not enough to sustain even the CAPM exam. So I would recommend adding this to the mix. I would also recommend my book. It's called Project Management 101. It's a very lightweight book compared to others for the CAPM exam. It has questions that will test your knowledge and your understanding in these areas on the CAPM exam. So as opposed to it just being a whole lot of text, it has a whole lot of situational learning by introducing scenarios that you could use to really harness the information that we've looked at. I also have this book. It's called The Project Management Layman's Guide. It's a really great entry-level book for project managers. You can find that on Amazon. 
those are the books I would recommend so as not to get too bogged down with content. Instead of focusing so heavily on reading a whole bunch of information, I would say keep it to those that I've shown you and use that aptitude to tackle the questions in my Project Management 101 book. That is what I would recommend. Now let's go back to PMI's site and take a look at some additional information that they shared that I would like to emphasize. Going back to their website, it reads up here, regardless of your career stage, the Certified Associate in Project Management CAPM is an asset that will distinguish you in the job market. It's true. Organizations with standardized practices attain better results as shown in our 2015 Pulse of the Profession report. It says with the CAPM, you'll be on the fast track to opportunity because a whole lot of project management roles and positions are gonna be needed through 2027. Going down the list of things to be aware of, this is still 150 questions and you have three hours to answer the question. So it's not a cakewalk. It could be a challenging exam. Now, let me give you my honest opinion. Based on what I have read in the content outline, it has become very obvious that in this episode of the exam, the PMI are not going to pull any punches. You will be tested on concepts that are even outside of the PMBOK guide. Let's read this in more detail so that we can really understand what PMI is talking about. This will be a long read, but it's going to be worth it. Four, introduction. Project Management Institute, PMI, offers a professional certification known as the Certified Associate in Project Management, CAPM, registered for individuals seeking to gain more responsibility or add project management skills to their current role. The CAPM registered certification offers recognition to practitioners who are interested in, or just starting, a career in project management, as well as project team members who wish to demonstrate their project management knowledge. This certification indicates knowledge of common practices used by an associate-level project manager as outlined in the examination content outline, ECO. PMI aligns its process with certification industry best practices, such as those found within a guide to the project management body of knowledge, Mbach Registered Guide, 7th edition. Individuals who contribute specialized skills to a project team can benefit from this certification by aligning their work with project managers. Individuals who do not have project experience but are interested in project management can also benefit from this certification by demonstrating their professional knowledge. This knowledge can be applied to on-the-job experiences that help develop competencies in the practice of project management. Individuals holders, project managers, employers, and peers. You may have noticed a significant change in the eco-domains and tasks. PMI conducted a global practice analysis, GPA, which included both extensive market research and a job task analysis, JTA. The GPA identified a number of trends in the profession previously unaddressed in the current CAPM certification exam. These trends were used as inputs into the JTA and ensure the validity and relevance of the new CAPM examination. 
validation assures that each examination measures the most critical and frequently performed elements of the project management profession in terms of real settings. PMI strives to ensure its certifications meet market needs and expectations as well as deliver value to both individuals and organizations. The CAPM examination is the final step in earning this professional certification, thus it is imperative that the exam accurately reflects the practices of project team members. All the questions on the examination have been written and extensively reviewed by subject matter experts and can be found in a minimum of two references. These questions are mapped to the CAPM ECO to ensure that an appropriate number of questions are in place for valid examination. PMI retained Alpine Testing Solutions to develop the global CAPM ECO. Alpine Testing Solutions provides psychometric, test development, and credential management solutions to credentialing and educational programs. Finally, there are noticeable differences between this updated CAPM ECO and the PMBOK Registered Guide, 7th edition. While there are some commonalities, it is important to note that the volunteer task force involved in the GPA study described previously were not bound by the PMBOK Registered Guide. The task force members were charged with outlining critical job tasks of individuals at the entry and associate levels based on their experience and pertinent resources. Copyright 2022 Project Management Institute Incorporated. So my friends, you heard it. I really wanted you to go through all of that content to have a better understanding of how the exam has been modified based on research that the PMI have done. So let's go up here and I want to emphasize some of the words that were used. It says, this certification indicates knowledge of common practices used by Watch these words. An associate level project manager. That's a very important statement right there because a lot of what an associate level project manager is expected to do is not in the PMBOK guide. Seventh edition, exactly as it may appear in the real world especially when it gets down to companies that are very agile or adaptive. There's a lot of content that you need to refer to the agile practice guide. Do you get what I'm saying? What PMI is, is trying to bring to the surface is that not everything is here, okay? You are going to get some questions that may probably be more from here, okay? So I don't want you to just rest your laurels on this book and just say, oh, I've read this book, I'm gonna do fine. No, the seventh edition is very weak. And that's why when I wrote this 101 book, I put in a lot of information from the sixth edition, whittled it down so that you've got some solid coverage of chapter three, for example, on leadership and management, which is quite significant in here. And all of the other knowledge areas and content, you see. The other thing I want you to take away from this, we go back to the outline, going down here, this is another very important statement for those of you who care to pay attention to it. Finally, there are noticeable differences between this updated exam content outline and the PMBOK Guide 7th edition. While there are some commonalities, it is important to note that the volunteer task force 
involved in the GPA study described previously were not bound by the PMBOK guide. Task force members were charged with outlining critical job tasks for individuals at the entry and associate levels. You see those words? Based on the experience and pertinent resources. So that is all I wanted you to know that the exam is not relegated to the seventh edition and the PMI have made that clear in their documentation here, okay? Have you got any questions for me about the CAPM exam, the current one, the one happening in October? Are you looking to take a course? Let me know how I can help. But for now, I would highly recommend going to praiseion.com and start taking that course I showed you, okay? If you've forgotten, I'll show you one more time. The website is praiseion, P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N.com. When you get to praiseion.com, you wanna look for the PMP slash CAPM exam with a agile component, right? If you click on that, it'll take you over here and you can sign up. And like I said, it's a very detailed course that has quizzes for every component. Whether you're coming on before October or after October, this is the course you wanna be on. You see what it says up there? Two times CAPM. I took the CAPM exam twice, 2011 and five years after in 2016, because back in the day, the PMI required that you take it every five years. That has changed. Now, you don't need to take it every five years. You didn't take it once. Just make sure that you keep up your professional development units. Okay? I hope this was of help to you. I hope it calms your mind and helps you see that even if you don't take the exam until October, it's still a bearable syllabus. All right? But you want an experienced animal handler. You want your buddy Phil. Okay? Take care. And I look forward to seeing you soon. You found value from it, don't forget to hit like, subscribe, and share with your friends who are taking the CAPM too. Don't forget, we come up with videos very regularly, so you might want to hit that bell icon so that you're notified when there are videos that may pique your interest. All right, take care. Bye for now.